Hello and welcome to the Crochet Circle Podcast. I'm waving at you all. How are you all doing? Hello, possums. This is episode 60, which I'm going to call Ramshackle <laughs> because that's that's just how it is. It's going to be a Ramshackle podcast. I have no clue as to how long it's going to be because I don't have that much um, like crafting stuff that I can talk about. I've got a bit, but also like... I've adorned a little bit of lip gloss and some mascara for you and my hair is up in a scrappy bun. I've got grotty nails because just everything at the moment is house move, house move, house move. For those of you that are watching, you'll see that I'm still in my studio. We haven't yet moved. Um, Hopefully soon, very soon, hopefully. Touching wood. Because... Um, it would just be nice to not be living out of boxes anymore and to have all of my stash in front of me and to, you know, be settled at the new place. I'm very excited to get to our new house. Um, so we're just kind of in limbo here. This doesn't feel like our house anymore. It feels like we're kind of squatting in somebody else's house because you don't want to keep on maintaining a house that you're about to sell. And I've got all these plans and ideas um, for the new house, so oh, I'm just I'm just so desperate to get to the new place. So, but that explains why, you know, cruddy hair, cruddy nails, a bit of little gloss, um, and there's not been that much crafting because, I mean, who knew? Doing a house move is quite intense. <laughs> it takes quite a lot out of you, and it's quite physical, um, and there's just a lot to think about basically so but like I say fingers crossed we are almost there and then I am going to show you off bits of the new house in all its glory and all the little podcasting spaces that I've got planned out because I'll be podcasting from inside the house and it's just so full of light and I'm really excited to share it with you um so it would be nice to not just have a plain white background I have stuck up uh, for viewers, a macrame pot with a crocheted succulent in it, just so it's not just white walls, because basically most of my studio is packed up. And it's also probably why it sounds a little more echoey in here, is because it's packed up, There, there's not as much um, soft furnishings to kind of bounce off and soften the sound, so apologies if it sounds a bit dead for this recording. Um, the keen-eyed amongst you will also notice I'm back to my old camera. Um, I didn't feel that the quality was good enough for the visual on the last one. So I'm back to my old camera. I haven't packed it away yet. But I'm keeping the light ring because I think it will work really well when I get to the new house and there's lots of daylight pouring in from roof lights and stuff. So that's great. And I've also gone back to the old audio as well because I felt that that was better and what I'll do is just beef it up in production for some of you who I think struggle to hear. But also apologies it's quite dark and gloomy today I have got lights on, the sun is shining in a little bit but again I'll try and get the white balance right in production but there's not an awful lot I can do at this late stage of um, moving house when all my studio lights are packed up apart from the ring light because, because I didn't expect to be podcasting from here Right, enough of my bitterness about not having moved house yet. There could be a whole new podcast on that. Um, so hopefully you've all had a lovely month and you've 
kind of just delved into December. For those of you that partake, I'm seeing lots of Christmas trees up on my Instagram feed. I'm seeing lots of lights up and people really delighting in becoming a little bit festive because let's face it, it's been a crud-tastic year and anything that just brings a little bit of sunshine and happiness, go for it. My sunshine and happiness comes in the form of Leberkuchen, which is a German biscuity cakey thing which is spiced. I really love um, spiced cakes. They're like my favourite. So ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, clove. Oh, just delicious. And Leberkuchen has a really lovely blend of spices. So if you've never tried them before, try and get your hands on some Leberkuchen um, if you like spiced food. If you don't, it's not going to be the thing for you because it's all like nutmeggy and cinnamony and just delightful and for me that is like a proper festive treat is Leberkuchen and Pfeffenusa and marzipan obviously there has to be marzipan um, and if you're in the UK and you're looking for the best Leberkuchen Aldi's <laughs> just go to Aldi and get your Leberkuchen from there the one with the dark chocolate on is just incredible and I have just munched one as my uh podcast energising snack so hopefully that'll help to just power me through the podcast that and my hot juice shall we get into it then what I have for you is very quick old dog new tricks um, a, fin- a final destination a couple of en routes there's a little bit of uh, feeding a habit some quick news beats and a foodie related jador and also a big up. Um, so, yeah, let's crack on with it. So, my um, very quick old dog new tricks is actually about not being able to sleep. And one of the methods I use to be able to get to sleep, and it's crochet related, unbelievably. <laughs> um, so, particularly at the moment, and it's the same thing that happens to me when I'm leading up to a yarn show. Even though I'm like highly, highly motivated and organised and everything is written down, my brain will start taking over during um, my kind of my sleep pattern and trying to think about all of the things that I haven't done, even though I know they're relevant because I've already got all the things that I do need to do written down. And then it gets to a point where I actually wake up for it and it can be two, three hours before I get back to sleep if I don't get up and have a, a sleepy tea. But if I am trying to just get back to sleep, then what I actually do is I lie there and I think about crochet stitches. And in particular, I just imagine that I am crocheting into a big piece of um, crochet fabric. And then I'm doing a double crochet because it's the simplest one. So single crochet in US. And I just go through the motion all the time of just saying yarn in fabric, yarn over hook, pull through a loop, yarn red hook pull through to and I just keep on doing that repeating that instruction and every time my mind wanders I pull it back to doing a double crochet and pull it back and pull it back and then most of the time it lulls me into getting back to sleep because it's a simple rhythm it's one that I'm very familiar with and also because it means I have to think about something it usually takes my brain away from thinking about the things that it's trying to divert to and it lets me get back to sleep. So 
if you struggle, and I'm not somebody that can meditate and get myself back to sleep in that way, it's it's just not part of my makeup. Um, but I have found that this really works. That simple action of going through the same steps on repeat and always being able to bring my mind back to it really works. So if you struggle, give that a go and see what you think. And if you still struggle even after that, then I thoroughly recommend um, Twining's Sleep Tea. It tastes okay, it's not amazing, but it really works. So I have that before I go to bed, most nights now. And um, if I wake up and I really can't get back to sleep, then I pad downstairs, usually with a little cat in tow who follows me, and I give myself a sleepy tea. And that seems to do the trick. So, random, but actually crochet related, kind of. So we're going to move on to final destinations. I have got two, but one of them I can't show you. Well, I've got three, two of which I can't show you. Um, one is a blanket commission that I've just done for um, Inside Crochet. I'll be able to show it to you when it goes live. I've done a load of commissions recently and that's taken up a lot of my time. Um, and this one was a bit of a whopper and I had about seven days to turn it around because the yarn was really late in arriving. So I was just like sat down crocheting for a couple of days making sure that I could get it all finished up. It was quite a task. So I will show you that one at a later date. Um, I also finished my knitted Tower of Strength. I was going to say scarf. It is not a scarf. My Tower of Strength skirt. Um, I finished that at the weekend. And um, it's, it's blocking. So I can't show you that because it's wet. And I think what I would rather do is show you it when I'm actually modelling it. So when we come to the January podcast, hopefully I'll be wearing my Tower of Strength skirt and I'll have worked out the kind of overall outfit that I want to wear with it but I did try it on quickly the other day and it looks really nice the fit is good I still need to weave in ends and I still need to add some waist elastic to it so uh, yeah a couple of little bits to really finish it off and then I want to show it off it and in its final final stake so I really like it um so yeah you will get them you will get the those two finished objects in more detail shortly so the one other thing that I can actually show you, it's very, very basic and it is a little mat for Pombery and for his food mat. So we've got mats at the moment that we just fling into the washing machine. They're like, I bought them from our local pet um, shop, I think, and they just go, um, one goes out, one goes into the washing machine, then gets put away. And I thought, given that in the new place, Pom's food is going to be in the kitchen, and I don't really like the brown cat mats that his food is on at the moment. Not not for the kitchen, they're okay in the utility room here, but he deserves something a little more special, and what's more special than your human made you something? So he has got a little machine washable um, cat food mat thing. Basically, I'm doing everything to try and appease the amount of guilt that I am currently feeling for the fact that we're about to move the cat. He's only ever known this house and he's quite an insecure little thing at times. And I 100% have got a cat moving strategy. I wouldn't say it's a written document, but there is a strategy. I know exactly what we're doing with him and how we're moving him. Um, but... Things like this just make me feel a bit better that we're about to turn his little cat world 
upside down. Um, and it will match the kitchen colours that I'm doing, which is also very important. So it's just a really simple rectangle and I used um, a 7mm hook and a herringbone half treble crochet, which is my favourite stitch. I just love it. I love the fabric that you get. Um, and that was done in rows. And then I just added a round in the same peacock glue in double crochet and then a round in slip stitch in a terracotta colour. And the cotton that I'm using is, it's new to me, I've never used it before, and it's called Bobbiny. And I'm fairly sure that a few of you will have come across this and seen it before. Um, it quite often gets used for macrame, but it's got quite a nice amount of spring to it, but not as much spring as t-shirt yarn does which I find almost too elastic and it makes for quite a stiff fabric. This is a really good alternative if you've tried t-shirt yarn and you wanted something that wasn't just quite as structured as that can be. Um, one of the reasons that I wanted to go with this yarn is because it's 100% recycled cotton. So whilst there is energy obviously required for the recycling process, you don't have the energy required for growing the cotton in the first place, which is really quite resource intensive. So at least we are reusing elements. We're not regrowing things for it. And it's gone through a recycling process. It's um, made in Poland. And I got this from a UK based yarn company. I think they were called Woolly Whatnots. I'll pop them into the show notes for you anyway with a link. Um, and the one that I was using was the three millimetre cord and I used the two colours are peacock and terracotta. Um, I really liked working with it and I have got a tiny, tiny little bit of the peacock left. My intention had been to make palm two mats and have like what we do at the moment, one, one in the cupboard, one out for usage and then getting cleaned. But the terracotta colour is such a lovely soft, um, it's like, unbelievably terracotta colour <laughs> um, that I kind of wanted to just keep it back and I'm going to macrame some more pot holders for within the kitchen. Um, basically one of the things I'm doing with the new house is I'm going to fill it full of plants. I know that household plants have become a huge thing this year in lockdown and loads of people are now and um, they've never been plant owners before and now they've got loads I used to have a jungle in one of... When I lived in Oxford, my first house was like a jungle of plants. I absolutely loved them. And then I don't know why, I just fell out of love. I think probably when I had gardens of my own, I transferred my plant love to the outdoors. And it's it's time for it to seep back in again. I think it really softens a house. But I really like the idea of having my own crafted items to hold the plants, to show them off to their best. And... All the better if they actually match with a palm food mat. Um, what I would say is if you're looking for this cotton, have a really good look around because the price varies a lot. Um, so for instance, on Amazon, 100 gram, uh, so 100 meters, which is about 250 grams, was something like 13 pounds. And I got um, my 100 meters for, I think it was 795. That's quite a difference and I was supporting a, uh, a UK company. So don't just go to the top of your Google search page. 
have a look around to see who else does it. And maybe rather than looking at yarn stores, look for people that do macrame supplies. Because like I say, that's, that tends to be what it's used for. But I think it's a really good option for um, crocheting as well. It's very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I wouldn't say structured. Like it, It's the same all the way through. Sorry, words are evading me. My head is just full of house stuff. So you might find it in macrame supply shops instead of um, your traditional kind of yarn shops. But essentially anything that is boosted for macrame pretty much is also suitable for crochet and vice versa. Um, and it was it was nice to work with. I enjoyed working with it. It was a bit tough on my hands after a while. Um, and it's heavy, that's the other thing to think about. But that just makes it absolutely perfect for things like mats. And I also thought you could potentially hold it double and make inside doormats with it as well. Again, machine washable. Um, very durable and it just allows you to make something homemade um, for your house, for your home um, but something that's very usable so if you're interested it's bobbin 3mm cord is what it's called moving on to en route um, I have a confession to make I talk quite a lot about being a monogamous crafter I totally broke that this month because I really foolishly I thought it was a good idea at the time because of the house move and I thought it would be really good to have two big projects that I can just keep on coming back to one knitting one crochet and what I actually found is that my brain needs quick wins that's one of the things that makes me happy that little rush of finishing something so to just have two massive projects on the go just it felt like I was treading water, I wasn't getting anywhere with anything, particularly as I had ripped back my Colourpop sweater to start it again. So lesson learned there, and that is why I started the cat mat, because that was a quick one night make. Ding! And I also started a shawl. But let me show you, first of all, where I'm up to with my Colourpop sweater. So as I said last month, I restarted it using Erica Knight British Blue 100. It is 100% British grown, British spun uh, wool. It is blue faced Leicester. It's lovely and soft. And it's lovely and soft in the cake. And it is even softer when you've worked it up. It's really beautiful. Um, and the color that I'm using, I think I described it last month as that gorgeous dark tealy blue color that you get in magpie's wings and that's exactly what it is to me so lovely dark teal and i have so far worked up two sleeves um and i thought i will just show you the first one i thought i might have got more done last night but it took me a while to do podcast notes so <laughs> i didn't get any crochet in last night so the sleeves are done in linen stitch and i have now got them up to the point where i need to add the body for both sleeves but on one of the sleeves, I have just added, just to be able to show you the contrast colour that I wanted to put onto it. So I um, have added the cuff in knitting and I just did that afterwards, just picked up stitches and then knitted away. And I've just done a one by one rib 
with the knit stitch being done in this mustard colour, which is an Icelandic yarn called Camgarn. And I've put all the stuff that's already in the show notes, it's all linked up if you like this colour. But you know, dark teal and dark dirty mustard. What's not to love? Like it's my two favourite colours pulled together. Now the issue is that sometimes these colours together can look a bit school tie. I have the same issue with mustard and maroon, mustard and sometimes the grey and anything bottle green. I just my brain automatically thinks school uniform. And I think this is just the the teal is just the right side of not school uniform that it's not completely pulling the mustard to make me think like that. I know some of you will get that and you just look at certain colour combos and you just uh, it takes me back to school time and I do not want to wear something that takes me back to school time. I have never been one of those peaceful that goes, oh, when I was 16, I loved it when I was 16. Oh, imagine being that age again. No, no thank you. No thanks. I didn't hate my childhood, but um, I'm, ne- I'm just, I don't look back. I'm always looking forward to how good the future can be. How good how good is what's coming forward rather than I wish I was 16 again. And school. Yeah. It didn't quite suck, but it wasn't my favourite time either. So sorry, that was the digression. See, ramshackle. It's all just ramshackle. Um so I have two done. I just have the rib to add onto the other sleeve. And then I will get cracking on the body of this and I'll I'll show it off on Instagram as I'm getting a bit further through it. But it's going to be so lovely and toasty warm when this is done because it's um it's a DK weight yarn that I'm using. And it's just, it's got a sheen and a, a silky softness to it. It's really lovely. So <laughs> my brain has just gone, you could have it finished for Christmas Day. You could be wearing this on Christmas Day. Just, I'm very, very good at applying pressure. Too much pressure on myself. You don't work hard enough. Why haven't you got that finished yet? If anyone has any tips on quietening your brain to put less pressure on yourself, I'd love to hear them because I am my own worst enemy. So, Colourpop Sweater by Jomi Conradi. I'll show it off properly next month because obviously I now have to have finished it for Christmas Day. Um... And it's all going to be those two colours. And I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to do the ribbing up at the collar and on the waist um, band as well, or whether I'll just leave it on the sleeves as a little extra touch. Not quite sure. I'll probably take to the internet and um, do an, a Google image search to see if anybody else has done what I'm thinking of doing. And then I can compare that and see whether it's something that I like the look of or not. So then I don't have to rip it out because I can just assess and judge with other people's stuff. And if you've never done that before, I very much recommend it because you don't just have to look at the same pattern that you're working from. It's really easy to just take to Google, which will take in all of the Pinterest information in and put your search in. And then so for this one, I would put in 
contrasting cuffs on knitted jumper and see what that throws up and then I can refi refine my search from there if I feel like I need to refine it. But then that should give me loads of images from within Google that I can see, oh, I like, I like that bit, I didn't like that bit. And it, it just allows me to work out what the aesthetic is I'm looking for before I translate that into my crochet or my knitting. It's just, it's a shortcut basically. So if you're looking for different ways of um, crocheting your jumpers and adding little elements, Google Images is a great place to start just to give you an idea of what's already been done. So the second project that I'm working on is called the Clean Lines Shawl. And it was a shawl that appeared in Inside Crochet episode, <laughs> Inside Crochet issue 124. Um, and I've checked on the designer's website and she hasn't yet got she hasn't yet got it up on her website as a pattern. So if you wanted to look at this shawl, you would have to get inside crochet to do it. But they do PDF copies. You can buy one copy electronically if you want. Um, and the designer is Anna Nikopirowicz. Anna's a really lovely designer. She's got um, a lot of designs. And do you know what? Let me just find it because I can show it all. Yeah, Anna was the designer behind the crocheted wreaths books that came out earlier this year. I carried this in the shop and it's just full of really nice wreath ideas from that Harvest Festival to Easter wreaths. There's a Halloween wreath, there's a spring wreath in there. They're just really nice. Um, and... I think the last time I featured Anna on the podcast was way, way, way back when and she did um, a giveaway for her Odaletta shawl. She's really lovely and is so nice um, and fell in love with her Clean Lines shawl the minute I saw it in that issue of Inside Crochet. I knew I wanted to do it and then in my fog of I'm being monogamous but my two projects are too big. I thought I'll just I'll just start a little shawl. Um now having never done mosaic crochet before, to any great degree, it probably wasn't the best choice to make because you kind of you have to have your wits about you when you're doing mosaic crochet. And I just don't think that's something you could accuse me of at the moment. <laughs> uh unless it's house related. <laughs> so I managed to very quickly work up the the plain solid part of it. That was no problem to me. That was very simple to do and did it in no time at all. Um, but I just haven't got very far. I've literally got about 20 stitches in to the main part of the, the second mosaic colour coming in, which is when you really need to be able to think about it. And um, I, to coin a phrase, I just can't even... <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's beyond my little brain cells at the moment there's just no space for this so I'm going to pop it away and then um, it's staying in I have a bag to the side of the settee in the kitchen which are all of my current whips and things that I'm working on in designs so it's going to stay in there so I know exactly where it is when we moved house and when it's all settled a little bit over the festive period we're hopefully going to have some time out I'm going to put some more time and some more love into my clean lines shawl. 
So the yarn that I'm using for this is actually, it's called Einband, which is an Icelandic yarn. And for many of you, let me just do a bit of audio, it's quite crunchy. Can you hear that? Now the beauty of this yarn is that it's warm, it's really light, it's often held double with the um, roving cakes that you get in Iceland, they're called plotolupi. So you would hold one strand of einband, which has got a bit more structure, and the plotolupi, which is very friable. And that makes a lovely, lightweight, but warm as anything, um, set of yarn for making garments and things with. But you can also use einband on its own. When you wash it and when you wear it, it just gets softer and softer and softer. Now, it's never going to be butter soft because... That's that's not what this yarn is about. And it is 100% wool. And as far as I'm aware, it's 100% Icelandic wool. But, you know me. I could take like a Herdwick's arse at my face and I would be fine with it, basically. <laughs> what I thought. Who wants a Herdwick's arse at their face? Um, so this is the ball band for Unbanned. And I'll put some photos in the show notes and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about with the structure because this um, is also a roving yarn. So it's just one strand with a twist in it, which sometimes people refer to as um, single ply, but like to have something plied, it has to have more than one strand. So actually it's, it's just like a twisted strand of yarn. That's what it is. And my main colour is this dark charcoal grey with um, little flecks of a lighter grey in it. So it's not a completely solid colour. And then the contrast colour that I'm using is quite an acidic yellow. Can't remember what this one is called and I couldn't find it. I needed a second ball and I couldn't find it in any of the Icelandic shops. Um, but it's like a... Yeah, acidic yellow bordering on a peridot green. That's the best way I can describe it. And those two colours together are just... The vibrancy of the yellow really matches well with the dark charcoal grey. And um, it makes for something that's really nice to wear. And I have a jumper in this kind of acidic yellow colour. So I'm already, you know, thoughts of outfit matching and working out what I'm going to wear with what. So, look to the January podcast for more work having been done on this lovely little shawl. I'm really excited about it, but I just, I'm of the opinion that if I continue to work on it now, I'm just going to get, I'm going to make mistakes and be frustrated with it. So I'm better off just playing to my current strengths. That's like stock and stitch and double crochet. (laughs) That's it. So there are my two en routes at the moment. Um, let's see, I'll crack on with my colour pop. And my next knitting project is going to be... <laughs> I'll, I'll need to show these off on Instagram because I might start them this weekend. My best friend's um, eldest is Christmas obsessed. He wears Christmas jumpers in July. He will have shorts on and a Christmas jumper. He just loves Christmas. He gets completely into the festivities. He just adores everything Christmas, same as his mum does. 
I've tried over the years to do Christmas Jenny and she's tried over the years to make me feel Christmassy and we've both come to an impasse because we just haven't rubbed off on each other whatsoever. And if anything, we've nudged each other the other way and her son has been nudged with her. Um, So he just loves Christmas. Now, I've got some of the Filts yarn, which is, again, it's a roving yarn. And what you do is you make oversized um, slippers or socks with them and then you put them into the machine. It's a yarn that is specifically designed to be crocheted or knitted and then you wham it in the washing machine and it felts and it shrinks down. As long as you've done a test square in advance of that and then you um, felt down your test square, it's quite easy to then work out what your gauge would be and how much you need to supersize the thing that you're making. So I was going to make up my own pattern, but what I actually wanted to make him was a pair of slippers, and then I found a pattern. I'll I'll show it to you. Um, I'll have links to it in the show notes. But it is a pair of like elf boots with little curly toes, and um, like a Christmas paper hat turnover at the top. And I thought I could maybe sew some little bells onto the curly toes. That boy will be beside himself when he opens that Christmas present and he works out that he's got elf boots for Christmas Day. So that's my next simple knitting project that's going to be on my needles. But I better hurry up with it because today's the 2nd of December and I need to get them in the post. So, um, yeah. I'll put photos up and I'll, I'll add the link into show notes. Unfortunately, I've only found the pattern on Ravelry and I'll make that very obvious in the show notes, but if you're going looking for it, it's only on Ravelry. So I do actually have some feeding habit. Um, as I've spoken about before, I am in the Facebook Yarn Snobs group. And besides selling stuff on there, you can also say, I am looking for... Um, this thing and somebody had said that they were looking for colonnette yarn and I had two skeins I was selling so I managed to sell those two skeins and then I managed to buy two skeins in return (laughs) so the two that I'm holding up are by a dyer that no longer dies which is why I I really wanted to grab them um, the company was hand dyed by Kate. I think she stopped dyeing maybe about two years ago now. And the colours that I've got are called Tease and Aboard the Starship. And they actually go really well together. They have got many of the same hues. So it's um, a muted purple, a muted to bright pink, a bit of teal, a little bit of blue in there. And then the difference is that the Aboard the Starship also has some grey So you could do a really quite nice um, fade with them into something. And they are both Merino, Yak and Nylon. And if you've never touched Yak yarn before, it's really soft. It's beautiful and it's warm and it's lovely. But the very special thing about Yak is that it's a grey base. A light grey base and that just mutes down the colour of the hand dyeing process. So you get slightly different colours on yak than you would do if it was just a very white um, wool base that you were dyeing onto. 
and you know what I'm like for these muted tones I just I just love them now these are all the colors that my bestie Jenny loves I'm not sure I love her enough to give it up though <laughs> we'll see I don't have any plans for these I just had swapped out, had the money sat there from my yarn swap, thought I can swap out without having spent any money, literally spent no money on these because money came in, money went out. And um, we just heard that we weren't moving in the time frame I thought we were moving in and I was in a bit of a harumph, so we thought, buying yarn. <laughs> really pathetic. Um, but these were £12 a skein. They did not sell for £12 a skein when uh, Hand Out by Kate was dyeing yarn. So I need to think up something lovely for these little beauties. They could very easily just be mixed in with a nice solid colour to make a bit of a whopper shawl, maybe like a, a three skein shawl. Not sure yet, but um, yeah. They made me very happy when they came through the post. There was a little squee that came out. So that's what's coming this month. That and the bobbiny stuff, which I've already used, and the rest of it will be used for macrame. Um, yeah. I had promised myself a jumper's quantity of something when we moved. That may or may not still happen. You know, maybe I should get through some of my other jumper quantities of wool first. You know, just a suggestion. So we're on to quick news beats. And the next set of global hookup dates are on Saturday the 19th of December and Sunday the 20th. So that's 8pm on the Saturday and 9am on the Sunday. Um, so if you need a little group crafting session before you get into all of the festivities, then we will be about on those two days. There is um, all the joining details are in the show notes. I pop them up on Instagram as well. And also there is a passcode, so you need to make sure that you've got sight of that before you try and join through the link. Um, so yeah, that's those two dates. And the other thing that we're going to do is Matthew and I this year, rather than doing um, hookups on kind of Christmas Day, what we're actually going to do is have a pub quiz. We're going to host a pub quiz, fingers crossed, from our new house. Um, on the 27th of December at, I think we've put it in for 7pm, details are in the show notes and the whole idea is that we, um, you can come and join us, it will be family friendly, there will be no swearing and if you want to you can get dressed up, this is like if you're not able to meet up with friends and family this year and you still want to get a little bit zhuzhed up and get your makeup on and put on a dress and or whatever you want to wear and just use yourself up a bit this is your opportunity come and join us for the pop quiz Matthew will be in a tuxedo oh maybe he could put on his kilt let me know would you rather see Matthew in a tuxedo or in his kilt I would vote kilt every day of the week um yeah let me know voting buttons um and I will have a dress on my hair will not be up in a scrappy bun. My nails will not be scrotty. I will have more than just a little bit of mascara and lippy on for you. Um, and we will host a pub quiz. And it's most likely going to be five rounds of ten questions. And it will be round answers, round answers. And we're going to um, make sure that it's not UK-centric. 
and also it might be very loosely based or based on um game show ideas that you might know and we might make it a little bit festive as well so come along 27th of december 7 p.m bring a little glass of fizz or wine or cider or eggnog or whatever you're having a little mince pie a bit of leberkuchen a little bit of marzipan and come and join us for some festive fun we're also going to attempt to do it as an instagram live so that if you have got something um, already on that date then you can just come and join us at a later date and come and do our our quiz basically a bit, little bit like a pub quiz um, no prizes it's just a little bit of fun there, there won't be a scoreboard or anything but it would be nice if you were interactive and on zoom or on instagram telling us like how you did how you did in your rounds so that's what we're working towards at the moment as I was typing up show notes last night Matthew was pulling together all of the questions for it so we will uh, we will see you on the 27th hopefully for a little bit of festive fun so I have a big big up for it it's huge massive um, many of you know Alison from the Keep Calm and Carry Yarn podcast that she does with her mum Vivian Alison's actually based over here. She's based in Edinburgh in Scotland. And she is looking to start a high-end crochet magazine. Yes! Like, so many of us have been looking for this for so long. And Alison, I think, is going to pull this off. So I don't have loads of details I can share with you yet. We're looking at... um, doing something in the new year so then I can hopefully get Alison on and we can talk a little bit more about what it is that she's up to but if you want to know more the magazine is going to be called Murit M-O-O-R-I-T which is very woolly based it's very Scottish based and um, if you want to know more the best place to go is to take to Instagram and it's at Murit Mag. So at M-O-O-R-I-T-M-A-G. And Alison will keep you abreast of everything that's happening with the magazine and everything that needs to happen to get it up and off the ground. Oh, I'm so excited. Like the idea of having a print magazine that feels special and high-end and good quality and it's full of gorgeous designs and it's crochet like (laughs) oh just the idea of crochet being elevated into the realms of knitting like the knitting publications and what I'm not doing here is having a go at the monthlies they've got one thing that they do this will not be a monthly publication so this is something that I think she's setting up or the the potential is for it to be um, twice a year. So this is something that, you know, you really anticipate coming through the post. Something that's really high end and it's all crochet. It makes me so happy. It feels like all of that pushing that we've been doing as a crochet clan and all of that pushing that we've been doing through this podcast and through other people's platform to have crochet taken seriously and to have crochet 
seen as a high-end product and not something that's second-rate and granny-ish and gay-ish and acrylic. Oh! I will do anything in my power to help Alison to get this off the ground. So, Murit Mag. Murit Magazine. That's what you need to look out for. Go and give her a follow on Instagram. Show her some love. Um, because it's no mean feat to get a publication like that off the ground. It's a lot of money um, and it's a lot of time and it's a lot of effort and she is 100% going to need the support of all of you. So go go and show her some appreciation and let's do everything we can to finally, globally, and let's talk about global because we don't have a high-end crochet publication globally. We could finally have a UK-based publication that is crochet and really something special. <laughs> and I've I've seen some of her ideas and I've seen what she's looking at doing and Giddy doesn't even begin to cover it. Murit magazine, go and check her out. Crochet, crochet, crochet. I have a very quick and very daft jador for you. But it really filled me with joy. I love food. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I really love food. And I really love like homely foods when I feel a little bit down. Matthew will make me macaroni cheese. That's like my go-to. Crispy cheese on the top. I just love it. Then what are you up for dinner? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> just go, shall I make you macaroni cheese? Yes, please. Because <laughs> it just makes me so happy. And um, last Sunday, I just needed a little foodie pick-me-up. And so I made pineapple upside-down cake. Oh, my word. Like, that is a blast from my childhood, and I just loved it. I loved eating it. It was just lush. I may have eaten it for breakfast one day. When I say me, I totally had it for breakfast one day, and I enjoyed every mouthful of it. And it powered me through my day. I have no regrets. Um, Yeah, so if you, if you haven't had... If you have never tried pineapple upside-down cake... Honestly, it's the easiest thing to make. It's so simple to make. So, one, make it yourself. It's really simple. I used um, a BBC Good Food recipe. And two, if you haven't had it for years and you can't remember how good it takes, tastes, go and make it because it is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Obviously, if you don't like pineapple, that's not going to work. But... It's inspired me to try and make my own version using pears and ginger and a sticky ginger cake. I might make that this weekend. So if that goes well, I might pop that up in a blog post and tell you about it next time round. Because what's better than pineapple upside down cake? Sticky pear and ginger upside down cake. Yum. So that is my jador. Feel good, fulfilling, lovely puddings. That is everything from me this month. It probably is a really short one just because. Because life. So, dare I say it, that the next time I speak to you, I will be in the new house. Do you know what? I'm going all out. Next time I podcast, I will be, let's go positive, I will be in the new house. Say it along with me. 
Faye will be in the new house. Faye will be in the new house. <laughs> and I have this vision that I'm going to be sat at our dining table with candles burning and flowers and palms going to be on my lap and I'm going to record and be all chilled out and happy with a little mug of tea in my hands. <laughs> That's my vision. That's what's got to happen. So I will be back from the new house on the 1st of January because that is the 1st. That will be episode 61. I cannot tell you how happy it makes me that the final episode of 2020 is episode number 60. That ticks all the boxes in my little pigeonholy brain. (laughs) It's like, start the new year with a one. What? (laughs) How happy am I? ridiculous but honestly when I realised last night I was like oh that's exciting (laughs) ridiculous human so I will see you on the 1st of January with the 61st episode in 2021 until then see some of you at the hookup see some of you at the quiz but have a fabby December people love to you all I'm waving Light. Light helps. Oh, hi. Can you see me now? Leberkuchen. It is the official Christmas food of the podcast. That and marzipan. I don't know what that was. I was looking at the time, but then I caught myself kind of looking at myself smiling, which is just weird. I think what I did was went, oh, glasses. There's not a lot going on up here today other than house.